Atlanta News First investigates the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. Welcome to Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe here on Atlanta News First Plus and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm joined now by Andy Parati, Investigator with Atlanta News First. And Andy, today we're talking about police pursuits. Uh, This issue has been covered quite a bit, but what you're looking at is whether these police pursuits need to happen in the first place, because unfortunately, this phenomenon has a body count. And many times we're talking about innocent people who are hit and killed, whether they're passengers in the car or whether they're in another car that's hit by the fleeing vehicle. Uh, or whether they're bystanders on the street. Uh, An extraordinary number of people have been killed by no fault of their own. And sometimes these police pursuits are over something as simple as a missing license plate or uh, a speeding violation or something to that effect. We're not talking about a violent felon who's fleeing the police, but a traffic violation and the police just continuing a pursuit. I sort of sum this up, but from your perspective, before we watch the story, why did you want to cover this particular issue? You know, look, um, when someone commits a crime, the public expects for the police to try to attempt and track them down, right? Well, in Georgia, how it's done in Georgia is under scrutiny, and it's the way that they're going about it, the lack of um, written policy that prohibits that could reduce some of these numbers. And I got into this because of there was a case um, here in Metro Atlanta where a, a woman died during um, after a pursuit. And uh, it really just made me want, and she was an innocent bystander. She was not part of the pursuit. And I reached out to this uh, criminal um, law professor at the University of South Carolina. And he said, hey, I'm part of this working group involving this study that this report that's about to come out and that was back in January and then it took until this month for that report to to come out and so I've literally been waiting now for 10 months for this report to come out and and here's the story that came out of it 83101 in traffic pursuit the dangerous consequences of high speed police pursuits from this Wisconsin case that left a 16-year-old dead. Crash, crash, crash. We need medical. To this pursuit in Ohio that killed two innocent bystanders. Oh, he just crashed. He just crashed. Just crashed. Just crashed. And this case involving Georgia State Patrol in 2021. Before it ended here, it started on Hunter's Mill Drive in Paulding County. Driver Charlie Moore pulled over on the side of the road, concerned why Highway Patrol was following close behind. Trooper David Peterson asked for his driver's license. Moore refused. Run step out of the vehicle. I'm not doing that. What crime did I commit? Run step out of the vehicle. What crime did I commit? You have, to, artic- you have to articulate that and also ask for your supervisor. Okay. Minutes later, two county deputies arrived on the scene. Officers break his window. More than takes off. What the Records show Trooper Peterson's speed tops 95 miles per hour, 
passing two deputy patrol cars on a narrow two-lane road to reach Moore's vehicle before knocking him off the road using a pit maneuver. Moore and his son survive. I just want my mom. (laughs) But someone in the back seat did not. 12-year-old Leedon Boykins, a seventh grader who loved to play basketball. His mother, Tony, learned about the crash from a neighbor. I hung up the phone and I just instantly knew. Uh, I called my husband like something bad has happened. Tony blames the trooper for her son's death for engaging in an unnecessary dangerous pursuit, knowing Moore was not accused of a violent crime before the chase. Trooper Peterson claims he didn't know children were in the vehicle. There was no need for a chase. You didn't, there was no need for a chase. A new report published by the U.S. Department of Justice this week agrees. Among the report's recommendations, pursuits should only take place when a violent crime has been committed or when the suspect poses an imminent threat to commit another violent crime. Georgia has no such policies. It largely allows troopers to determine when it's appropriate to engage in high-speed chases. Police need discretion, but they also need some parameters under what circumstances should you pursue. Chuck Wexler is the executive director of the Police Executive Research Forum, which produced the report on behalf of the agency. It's not as though we're saying don't ever pursue, but we're saying if you're going to pursue, make sure that it is for the right reasons. The real important question in all of this is, is it worth it? Is it worth endangering that person who you're pursuing, the police officer who's pursuing them, and that third party? A call to action as pursuits within Georgia's Department of Public Safety are on the rise, increasing every year over the past five years. 1,600 last year alone. Across all state law enforcement agencies, at least 493 people were killed in pursuits over the past two decades. The Georgia Department of Public Safety declined to respond to the increase in pursuits, the report's recommendations, and the chase that led to Leiden's death. Despite knowing that some of the officers knew there were children in the vehicle before the crash. If you could have an opportunity to speak with this trooper, mm-hmm. what would you say? Tell, tell me the reason why my son isn't here today. A 12-year-old kid is dead behind the decisions you made to do a pit maneuver on a car. A violent pit maneuver. Brendan, I spoke to Leiden's mother a short time ago, and she tells me that their attorneys have filed a lawsuit against the state, against State Highway Patrol. That lawsuit still pending. You know, one of the things I've always admired about your reporting is you don't wait for the government to come out with the report and then react to it. You were already working on this story before the Department of Justice had even issued its findings. Uh, You kind of had a hint of what was in there because Mm -hmm. of the sort of scope of their investigation. Um, But why were you personally motivated to I mean, I know you talked about that, you know, the local case. But 
what was it you anticipated that was going to be in the report that you knew would be of interest to people who watch Atlanta News first? I think it just started when I watched uh, that dash camera video involving Leiden Boykin's uh, death. It, um, it was incredibly difficult to watch. What was equally difficult to watch, not only the crash that led to his demise, but how it came about where the, the gentleman who ultimately fleed from police pulled himself over, meaning that there were no lights and, or sirens from the trooper that pulled him over. He pulled himself over because he was curious of why this trooper was, was following close behind. And then when the trooper, as you saw in the story, as you heard in the story, um, he does not immediately say why he was asking for his driver's license. And he repeatedly asked multiple, multiple times. And it's just the fact that um, that driver initially um, was not violent. He was not accused of a violent crime. He was not seen to do anything violent. And um, instead of just calling a supervisor that could have maybe um, helped the situation, uh, bring it down a few notches, um, they, they refused to do so. Instead, of it, instead, they escalated it by breaking the window. And, and knowing everything that happened beforehand um, was really difficult to watch, knowing exactly what I would ultimately see at, at the end. So that's what made me interested in it. And knowing that this report was, was going to be coming out addressing this exact issue, um, I decided to, I, I knew that I was going to be profiling this story and so essentially I had this, the shell of the story written waiting for this report that came out. You know, the, some people will watch this and say, hey, you know, this isn't all of the police responsibility. What about the, the drivers who are, are running away or fleeing from police and are not stopping? There's obviously a contrary argument to that where we have seen regular traffic stops where uh, people have ended up dead at the hands of police. And so in some cases, that's the motivation, particularly in communities of color, that they're literally running for their lives. Um, it comes down, I guess, to a, would a reasonable person in that same, same situation flee? And, and the other question is, uh, are the police supposed to just let people go? Or is our, our, you know, are we living in a time where the technology allows us to track people without having to chase them? Yeah. It, this report actually talks about some myths into implementing stricter pursuit policies. The, the myth of, well, if you put this policy in place, more people are going to flee from police. And according to the research uh, attributed in, in this report, that's simply not the case. And in some cases, it's actually uh, decreased. So, um, I don't think anyone is saying when they watch this video, uh, I had a few friends watch it because I wanted to get their response. And their response was, like a lot of people's, is why didn't he just hand over his driver's license? Why did he flee from police? And we're not advocating that he should have fleed from police. I think what this report and the executive director of this organization is saying is that when circumstances like this happen, someone has to be an adult in the room and, and figure out, is it worth it? Is it worth going through this length to try to get him knowing that he's fleeing? And, and that's what they're saying. They're saying, whoa, 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 this guy obviously has – his temperature is hot. He is fleeing. He is going over 100 miles per hour. Is it worth pursuing as aggressively as they did knowing that he wasn't accused of any violent crime? Well, at the end of the day, it's, a, it's about public safety. Mm -hmm. And if the public is at greater risk from the car that's fleeing from police – than they are from the person getting away, 
I mean, if they're an axe murderer, there's a public interest in stopping the axe murderer from continuing to murder people with axes. Yeah. But if it's somebody with an expired license plate, uh, you know, where's the public interest? I mean, at the end of the day, is someone going to die if you let this car go versus is someone going to die if you continue the pursuit? Uh, before we move on to that part of the story, I do want to point people that um, we do have an extended amount of coverage uh, online at atlantanewsfirst.com. Just go to the investigates page and you can actually see more about this bystander case. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a lot more info than we just saw in the story on that, don't you? And- yeah. yeah. Uh, so this report um, published by the uh, Department of Justice had 65 recommendations. Mm-hmm. Some of the other recommendations that I thought were really interesting is that they're saying uh, pursuits involving motorcycles don't do it. It's not worth it. Mm. It is inherently uh, very dangerous for There's the public. so much faster the motor- than the, a car, yeah. 100%. Um, and, and another recommendation that I thought was interesting, and, and actually it wasn't a recommendation, the only thing that this working group could not reach a consensus on were, was the pit maneuvers. Mm-hmm. They simply could not um, say that there are circumstances where it's – they could not agree on circumstances where it, it is safe to do this and – uh, in situations where it is not safe to do this. And the executive director was telling me, you know, he, he said that the question that they could not answer is, is, is it safe to do a pit maneuver when you're doing 30 miles per hour or 50 miles per hour or 80 miles per hour? And because they could not answer that and there are no studies identifying a safe speed to do a pit maneuver, um, there was a lot of talk and they simply – that they could not come – together to reach it a recommendation on that. So I well, thought there's that so was so many really variables. I mean, if you think about it, this uh, precision intervention technique uh, or the pit maneuver where you're essentially uh, nudging the uh, pursued vehicle out of, con- out of control by tapping one of the uh, rear quarter panels. If you do it in an unpopulated area with no traffic you know, oncoming, there's very little risk to anyone but the people in the car. But if you're doing it in a crowded part of Atlanta, and it's important to point out this is a standard process that's used by Georgia State Patrol and other local police departments, right? Right. Um, there are um, – I want to point out too that there are many police departments in Metro Atlanta that do have this policy already in place that this DOJ report is recommending. Basically, you know, don't pursue unless you know it's a, it's a violent crime and, and don't pursue unless you know that the, this person is about to commit a violent crime. And I thought that was interesting to note that they say that um, that second part, that with the intention to commit another violent crime, they're not saying the actions of fleeing, uh, knowing that fleeing – it puts the public in danger, but they're, they're still saying in those instances, that's not an excuse to continue uh, to pursue. Well, it's interesting. I was just reading an officer's personnel file for an unrelated story where that officer was reprimanded for continuing a pursuit in violation of that very policy. Mm. So at least some local police departments are enforcing that internally, administratively, saying that if you don't follow our pursuit policy and you continue a pursuit that's outside of it, you could face consequences up to and including termination. Yeah. Um, and so it is interesting to see that that's, that's occurring. Anything else we need to know about this story? No, I think it's worth uh, checking out. We have uh, a, you can go on to this web story and read the entire 160 page uh, report. I think it's really insightful. It's not anti-police. It's not anti-law enforcement. It's simply saying there's got to be it a better way because thousands of people Hundreds of people are dying a year in pursuits, and most of the time, a quarter of them are 
completely innocent bystanders. Interesting. Thanks so much, Andy. And for that information, you can go to atlantanewsfirst.com. But since most of you are probably listening to this or watching it on a mobile device, you can actually download the Atlanta News First app. And you can do that whether you're in the Atlanta metro area or not. And you can see our investigations because often they do have a national scope. You just go to the Investigates page on the ANF app or at atlantanewsfirst.com. Uh, for Andy Parati, I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Key from Atlanta News First Investigates. Be sure to listen to our podcast wherever you stream your podcasts.